want to share something very powerful with you. And um, we've been through the weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of sharing on victory by the word and victory by the spirit. And I trust that it was a great blessing to all of you. Am I right? And uh, I shared extensively on the Holy Spirit and the fire of God during the fire conference. With things like this in your body of knowledge, you should never fail. And nothing should be impossible to you. True. That's how I have lived my life ever since I got to know God. So this service, we are looking into 2021, all right? And there are a few things I want to bring your mind to help you be able to navigate your mind with. All right. So take your writing material. Take your writing material. So write 10 things you want to see in 2021. Yeah. 10 things you want to see in 2021. I'm going to help you, all right, do some navigation. You know, one of the things that has plagued, now we're still on it, don't, don't forget everything there. If you have to think too much to write, it means it's not something you really want to do. If it's something you want to do or something you want to be, it should be at the top. It doesn't necessarily have to be 10. If yours is five, just write a five. It's two, just write two. But I'm opening it to 10. And if you're probably expecting me to start praying over them, I'm not going to pray over them. There's something that has plagued Christianity. So we're going to look at the things that we must subtract before we start think, thinking of the things we must advance with. So, so some of the things that has plagued Christianity and the body of Christ throughout the years, I will name it in a particular way. Now, when I name it in that way, you might um, be tempted to think I'm attacking a country. I'm not attacking a country. I, I just name it that way because it will help you to remember it. All right? I'm not attacking a country, I'm not attacking a continent, nothing. I'm just, it's my funny way of helping you to remember it, all right? So you, you've ever heard me mention American Christianity, right? You know, what's American Christianity? Sentimental, emotional, unnecessarily emotional Christianity. And God is going to do it for you, all right? No matter where you've been, you'll be like, Joseph, you go to the pits, you go to the, you know, and they put a lot of rhymes and um, scenarios that don't exist. You're like, Joshua, uh, Joseph, you will go to the pit, then to Potiphar, then from Potiphar to the president, to prison to prime minister, P, 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 P. It's very nice. It's very, it looks very nice. And the American Christianity will be coming to you, and you know they'll be telling you so many amazing things, and it looks like so magical and you know, so emotional. You know, I don't know what you've been through, you know, and I don't know what you've been going through, but God is going to come through for you. You know, everything is through, 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 through. You see, 
it's amazing the kind of American Christianity that we have. And I've told you before, I said, always think of God as a God of systems. Think of God as a God of systems. The day that realization comes to you, you will be free. And you will stop living a lie. You will stop living a lie. Now, this is one of the reasons why there are so many atheists today. Because nobody will be disappointed if there's no expectation. Do you understand? You'll never be disappointed if there's no expectation. So a lot of the time, people are disappointed because they had a certain expectation. They were told something about God. Okay, number one, first assumption is that people think that the Bible is a book of do's and don'ts. Wrong assumption. It's an assumption that does not exist. It means you have not read it. You see, some people say Bible was um, given to us to control human beings. Meanwhile, when you enter the Bible, it is not do's and don'ts. You see, they've not read it, so all they think the Bible, the full Bible is Ten Commandments. You see. There's only one book in this world that boasts itself to have all the words of this life, and that's the Bible. And throughout ages and throughout years, that book has stood the test of time, stood the analysis of doctors and philosophers and even past historians because there's what we call the historical um, exegesis. How to know whether a historical material is worthy to become a historical material. For example, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right? Luke's book, I don't know why we are going this direction, but I'm on course. Luke's book was not an eyewitness account because Luke was not part. All right, Luke chapter 1. Luke was not part of Jesus' disciples. You see, when they start mentioning disciples, you mention Luke, but Luke was not part. Luke was not part. Luke's account was not an eyewitness account. The same as Mark. Mark's account was not an eyewitness account. They all had, so look at what Luke said when he was beginning his book. He said, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Verse 2, he says, even as they delivered them unto us, you see, so he was not there, but he said these things were handed over to them. Because a lot of Jesus Christ's disciples were actually um, unlearned. They couldn't write. They couldn't read. Look at Peter. He was a fisherman. If it's Achinia, Achinia, that one, he can do it. But, but when it comes to writing and reading, he had the revelation. He saw a lot with Jesus, but he couldn't write. So some of them passed on some of the stories to some of these guys who could write, because Luke was a physician. Now it says, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. So he said, so the people were eyewitnesses. He was not part of the eyewitness. He said, they delivered them unto us, who from the beginning were eyewitnesses. He said, and ministers of the word. Verse 3. Then he says, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding. That means everything they told me, I had perfect understanding of it. I understood how everything went. He said, he said having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in other most excellent Theophilus. So the book of Luke was written to Theophilus. Now, so you see over here that Luke was a very um, uh, interesting person, you know, the same as Mark. He, they got it. But the book of John is different because John was an eyewitness. And John wrote his own as an eyewitness account. So when you're reading the book of John, it's actually quite different from the rest. And history um, actually shows us that John wrote his book way later after Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
He wrote his book way later. Why? Because there were certain parts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke who did not, uh, th- that were not clear. That John wrote his book to clarify because he was there. So when you go into history and you check what qualifies a book to be a historical account, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John qualify on every platform. When a story is more than 100 years before the historical uh, evidence is given of it, the, it, is, it is assumed that there is fiction in it. But the account of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was written at least 13 years after the death of Jesus Christ. And it carried all the information. So when you, when you put it on every scale of historical balance, it passes. Now, not only was the, was the knowledge of Jesus Christ known also by the account of these guys, there were also extant materials, but you see, we cannot put the extant materials into the Bible because those guys did not work with Jesus. But there were extant materials who gave their perspective of Jesus Christ and what happened, the crucifixion, everything that happened. There were guys who wrote extant things that were not from God's perspective. They wrote it as, for example, they said Jesus was a, a trouble causer. He came and he gathered many people after himself, you know, and he was, a, he was causing commotion in Israel. You see, so all these people actually attested to the fact. So the historical evidence, in terms of scholarly evidence, no person who has gone to school will ever doubt that Jesus ever existed. As to whether he's the son of God, that's a revelation matter. That's a matter that has to do with revelation. That one has to do with spiritual thing. But nobody who has really gone to school and understands what it means to have historical evidence and knows what, what, what it means to juxtapose information and say that, ah, there was never a Jesus. People, some people say that. And you can see that when you ask them, when you go deeper, you realize they've not gone to school. Yeah, because nobody who goes to school and has, you know, all the scholarly, you know, references and knows that no, no, Jesus really existed. All right. So now, in the American Christianity, like I put it, there is unnecessary emotions and assumptions that are made of God that are never true. We'll come to some of them. Now, I have attacked American Christianity enough. Today, I'm coming to African Christianity. African Christianity deals a lot with magic. They expect magic from God. They expect magic from God. Now, if God never put together his word, all right, if the Bible never got to any of us, I'm sure we'll all fall into the African Christianity concept because a lot of people have actually fallen into African Christianity concepts. You see? And the generations that came before us, they, they had a certain loyalty to God. So even if what they were expecting God to do, God never did it, they know they cannot go anywhere. But not so with our generation. They have alternatives. Am I talking to somebody here? They have alternatives. They press their phone, it came. You understand? They press their laptop, it worked. They press X, they saw X. But they come to church and they pray and it doesn't work. Why wouldn't they stop? The loyalty factor among the young people now is not there. They try one, two, three. No, that thing doesn't work, no. They, they give tight, one, two, three. Mm. They are chopping our money. You say, you see, it's, it's now very, very dicey. You see, the, our, 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 the older people don't have problems like that. They give to God and, you know, nothing is really showing up and 
be like, oh, God will do it. God will definitely do it. We know, we trust, trust and obey. For the so they are very good with loyalty. But our generation now, no patience. Because fast food, fast order, even KFC, there's walk in, like, there's drive through quick, like, nobody has time, do you understand? So, the Christianity that you are trying to show us is, you are wasting our time. You see? That's why we need very accurate knowledge of God, so that we don't make any assumptions about God that he never said so. So, let me introduce some of the African Christianity to you. Magic. 2021, my blessings will come. From where? There are people sitting here today who are still waiting for a phone call that will change their life. Magic. You are interested in magic. Now, what has caused this? What has caused this is that they went to a certain Christian meeting and somebody shared a testimony that he received a phone call that changed his life. So everybody in the church is waiting for somebody to have one phone call that will change their destiny. Destiny changer. You are the destiny. I know some of you are shocked. Because you are still waiting for the call. That call I'm promising you today is part of the prophecy. That call is not coming. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. During the week I was with... Um, no, am I saying those things don't happen? They do happen. But they are like, let me explain to you, they are like the people who were gathered at the pool of Bethesda waiting for an angel to stare, and only one person can get healed when he jumps in. If you were here and I, and I, while I was teaching on victory by the Spirit, you understand the place of mercy. Those things are acts of mercy. Like, for example, there was a crusade. I remember there was a crusade at uh, Independence Square. People were there to be healed, all right? While people were getting healed, a guy was asleep. He got healed. He didn't hear. If you say faith coming by hearing, he didn't hear. <laughs> Do you understand? He didn't hear. The guy opened his eye to his miracle. As people were shouting, yeah, 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 he stood up. And he was checking and he realized that he could walk. No faith. If you didn't say faith coming by hearing or seeing. Okay, he didn't see. He was asleep. If you say hearing, he didn't hear. He was asleep. The guy just woke up and said, well, how do you explain that? That's an act of mercy. That's an act of mercy. And, okay, God, may you have mercy on me. No, it doesn't work like that. Mercy, nobody calculates it. And you cannot use someone, God's act of mercy, because if God repeats an act of mercy the next day, it means it has, it has become part of the procedure. I see. If God repeats an act of mercy, it has become part of the procedure. So an act of mercy can happen for somebody, then... Someone says that, my God will do it for me. Then he'll grow old. Then God didn't do it. Then they'll, they'll start questioning this one. No, 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 it was not. So everybody has lo- Like, for example, I was talking to one atheist one time, and he said, before I say that there's a God, I should remember that there's a certain pastor who was, whose whole family was bent. So the question is, why didn't God save them while they were about to get bent. Why didn't God save them before they got bent? Why did God save them? Something. God should have done something. An angel should have entered. Now, I mean, that it shows clearly that people don't read their Bible and all their knowledge of God is assumptions. Because if we are thinking about God loving somebody, you don't, don't dare ever tell me that God did not love James. 
Peter, James, and John, when you talk about they were general disciples, then they were 70. After the 70, there were 12. After the 12, there were three who entered inner caucus with Jesus. And that was Peter, James, and John. They entered into the inner caucus. When Moses and Elijah appeared, these three people were there. So you can see the kind of love that Jesus had for these three people. Ladies and gentlemen, after Jesus ascended, James was killed by Herod, and God did not move an inch in heaven. James was killed. If James, who ate with Jesus, was killed, and you are you getting it? You, and friends, God, show yourself that you are God. Show yourself that He's not interested. Prove, prove that you are God. Prove, prove that you are. <laughs> I say He's not interested in that bargain that you brought. He didn't say he wants to do that business of proving himself. I'll tell you what he wants you to do. So James was killed. Then Bible says when Herod saw that James was killed, Herod went to take Peter. Go to, go to Acts chapter 12. Look at this. That's the story, right? It says, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex setting of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. I mean, can you imagine the brother of John. Huh. Very sad day for the church. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure you know what they were thinking that day. <laughs> James. Anointed James. Who saw Jesus? James. Oh, James will come out. James. Powerful J- James. Hmm. Don't know James. James saw Elijah and Moses. The transfiguration day. They saw Jesus shining. The power entered them. So James cannot be killed. I'm telling you today. James, he has supernatural, magical. Kigoram <laughs> Hayes. He said he killed James. Really? No, he didn't kill James. Can you give me another version? I, I want to know. Give me NIV. Maybe it's another thing. Because King James sometimes can be very funny. Maybe he's, he's not killed. Maybe he maybe put his hand in his hair or something. I don't know. He had put James, the brother of John, to put to death. No. Give me a message. I want to check the, the version. I want to know the Put to death. What kind of death? No, I don't know. James. He murdered. Ah! <laughs> he murdered James. This is too plain. He made, too raw. <laughs> he murdered James. John's brother. Go back to King James. Verse 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further. You know, that's what the devil has done with many people's lives. He took their marriage. They didn't do anything about it. Then he came for the finances. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Now, you can tell from what Herod is doing how, what the devil was trying to do. You know what the devil was trying to do? These guys, because when you check Peter's writing, Peter said, we were with him on the holy mount. I see, when we saw them, excellent glory. That means the eyewitnesses of the transfiguration, the Moses and Elijah transfiguration day, the, the devil was going for those eyewitnesses so that there would be no account of it. John also wrote, he said, that which we have seen and heard, that which we have handled of the word of this life. So, you know, these guys were different from the other disciples. Other people who wrote were, were learning from them. Do you understand? They were hearing from them. 
They are calling for, you know, when we go to court, we're looking for the eyewitnesses. They call the eyewitnesses. The guy says, I was there when they said, those people, they, they document what they say. So there would never have been a document about what was all happened because those people carried something to do in the church. So James' death, was it to affect James? James' death did not affect James. James' death affected the church because we never got to hear what he saw. Now you're thinking, oh, but this book of James. That book of James is not this James. That James is actually Jesus' half-brother. He was a pastor in Jerusalem. This James is different. This James was John's twin. He proceeded further to take Peter also. So, he had finished James. So, all of James' revelation of Jesus Christ, we never got to read it. Now, he went to Peter. So, imagine First Peter, Second Peter, all those books now in problem now. Those two books are now, that's what was arrested, not Peter. Those two books were arrested. All the people who were healed by Peter's shadow were arrested. That was what was happening over there. Also, then, were the days of unliving bread. That means Easter, all right? And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. Ooh, give me an IV. So you understand, quaternions there, you are thinking it's onions or something. <laughs> give me an IV verse 4. So you understand, what you understand, the quaternions, you know, now they are talking about, you know, the quaternions. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads. Not four soldiers who. Oh, it's not four soldiers that say that, oh, Peter can. No. He cannot blow air on anybody. It's four squads. Now, the question over here is all Christians at that time will be thinking, ah, or the power we receive is not true. Because in Acts chapter 5, Peter's shadow was healing the sick. Why couldn't Peter shadow all the quaternions of soldiers? showing you how the kingdom works. So you jump out of the African Christianity that you take 2021 by the bull's horn. Handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four, four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Go back to King James in verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But, you know, I like the word but. But can be broken down as a big U10. Big U10. But. But. The church got sense. At this time, sense came. At this time, sense came. They were doing American Christianity with the first one. This one, they said, no. <laughs> no, no. The first one they were doing, James arrested. God shall bring him. God shall do it. God shall do it. I don't know what you are going through, but James is really going to come out. You are joking. He's going to be killed and roasted. <laughs> but prayer was made without ceasing. Oh, God. Of the church unto God for him. I remember a story of a young guy. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't remember Felix Ligay. This guy was um, diagnosed with a, a, a brain tumor. The guy was a vegetable. Do you know vegetable? He became a vegetable. He could not move. He could not do nothing. The doctor said he's going to die. I'm not joking. The doctor said he's going to die. And at that time, I was leading a youth, youth fellowship in church. And I was not the only one. Were you in that prayer meeting? 
You were not prayer meeting. Behind the church, we held a prayer meeting for the guy. Let me tell you, if you see the kind of prayer meeting that went on that day, the guy couldn't have died. They told us that it is two things. Either he dies or he enters wheelchair. And even the wheelchair, he could not talk. Nothing. He was a vegetable. Look, we began to pray because they told us that he's going to die anytime soon. So they told the family, everybody that he's going to die soon, you should just get prepared. Look, the prayers we prayed. People climbed. I'm not joking, no. People climbed. There was this metallic thing that was there. Somebody climbed. Ah, go Yay! Look, the prayer was so intense. Some were sleeping on the floor. Some were, you know, we were, were so intensely in prayer. Some faced the wall. We were many, all young people. And I have my, I have a dear friend. I remember how, where he climbed. I remember where he climbed. You know, there's this, when you come to windows, there's this burglar proof thing that they put around some windows. The guy climbed the thing and was hanging on it. And I remember his tongues. You don't know, Boba. You don't know, Remember so well. Crying, praying, speaking, praying, praying, praying. At the point in time, I tell you, me, I, I almost gave up on the thing. I almost gave up because we are praying, 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 praying. Some are crying. No, but I was so challenged by the faith. I was so challenged that, so, I mean, we all believed he could be well if we prayed. I was so challenged by it. I gave up, though. You know me, I'm honest. Honestly, because all the prayer they were praying, I had given up. But I had to be there. Otherwise, they would say, I don't want him to be well. So I have to be there till the prayer meeting finishes. And we didn't have a leader of the prayer meeting. So nobody to say amen, amen, amen. It's, the prayer is yen kokwa. Like, you know, some of you, that's what you do. And that's why your personal prayer meetings, you pray, you don't pray, you don't finish the prayer when you are tired. You see, your personal prayer meeting, because you are the leader. If I was the one leading like four hours, you know, after one hour, I said, oh, say but because you are the one leading the prayer, you start after 35 seconds or after 35 minutes. Shambhalaba, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know you have done it, Lord. I know you have done it. One man, one man I told, you know, I told him pray. He has started giving in church. He has started, he was a giver. He started giving. I told him, I said, look, you have to commit yourself to praying. Praying more now. He said, Oh, no, no, no. He, 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 when he's praying, all he does is thanksgiving. Ha <laughs> ha, just say, Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> so all he does is thanksgiving. He just, he just thank God for everybody. Just thank God. Sir. No, that's where he has come to in his Christian life. I know a certain man too who, is a, who was a pastor. He said, He doesn't do all night. He said, He doesn't do all night. He said, The glory, he was giving revelation. He said, The glory that we are praying about, he has it. He, he's there. He said, the thing, he said, He doesn't do it all night. He said, oh, no, he said, no. He said, no, 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 no. He said, oh, all the time, Pastor calls for all night. I was talking about Pastor B. He said, oh, Pastor B calls for all night. He doesn't go. Because, you see, he's telling me that, listen, the Bible says we are the glory of, like, the glory. He said, I am the glory. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hmm. I don't finish prayer when I'm tired. I finish when I'm done. But prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. All right. Verse 6. And when Herod would have brought him forth, 
The same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. The guy was in chains and people were still keeping him. This one determination to kill him. <laughs> you can see that this guy, he's not going anywhere, he's going to die. Because you have chained the guy, after chaining the guy, you now put soldiers in, put four squads of soldiers. All right, look at it. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. Verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came. Oh oh. The angel of the Lord came. Where was this angel when James was arrested? You see, the African magic Christianity of God will do what he wants to do. If it is mine, it will come to me. And they keep saying it. We keep correcting them. People keep saying it. Now listen, the relationship, if, it is the, if the boy is yours, it's going to come to you. Oh my God. There's, there's, a, there's a Spanish term for that. What is that? Que sera, sera. What will be? Will be. Oh. You are you you know a problem. Your problem is you watch Rosalinda. That's the problem. The problem is you watch Rosalinda and you watch Kondo Siasmia. And you watch Lagata. And which one again? Aima. Kumkumbagia. No, because you're, 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 you're still thinking that one day you will be holding coffee and it will, you will not hold any coffee. To, you will hold coffee and it will fall and somebody will help you and your eyes will... You will not see any coffee! <laughs> you that, you have always been buying water. How will you buy coffee and hit somebody? You will not hit anybody. Oh, if the water falls down, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> you are not take the water. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what is going to nobody is going to see what will be will be. Just, something will just happen. And you just meet yourself somewhere. And something will just happen. You are just walking on the day, you just meet your destiny helper. Okay. <laughs> and behold. The angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Now, where was this angel? Where was this light? This seems unfair to me. Why did God do this to James? But God did not do anything to James. The church realized with what happened to James that, no, 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 God is not sitting in heaven trying to dictate what happens. So some people are thinking, you know, as pastor is preaching, you know, as I, as I keep coming to church, as I keep coming to church, my life is just going to change. There's a dear young man. At that time, we were best Western. He's probably here, but I'll still say it. Yeah. Came to me that, Pastor, I've been coming to church for some time now. People have been sharing testimony in their life. I've changed my mind. I've not seen anything. I said, really? Because I know, I know, I know, I know the ministry God gave me. I know what God gave me. If you sit under my teachings and you do what I say, you will definitely move forward. There's no way. And I have too many testimonies of that. So, he only said that I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? You sure? So I decided to ask him, probe him more. I said, what do you do? I said, I don't do anything. Ha! <laughs> you don't do anything? Then I got to realize they are in church with magic mentality. And I asked him, okay, so what do you want to do? Do you have a skill? Do you have a, what do you want to do? Say, 
He's very good with pressing phone. Ah! <laughs> no, I hear things, though. Very good with pre- pressing phone. Phone. <laughs> so what? If you wake up, you... <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> like Akrobat will say, Lord have mercy upon us. <laughs> All right. So how does the kingdom work? How does this thing work? How does this thing work? Write this down. I'm sure, I hope you've been writing notes. Right? Ah. Those who come to without writing notes, well, for you. You have to write notes. Because sometimes, a lot of time, when you go back into your notes, God talks to you again. The shortest pen is more intelligent than the sharpest brain. Because your pen will never forget. Write the key things down and plan to do them. See? Plan to do them. Okay, we'll come to that. I'm coming to, you know, the magic mentality of Christians. All right. So, African Christianity is full of one day, one day. Right? One day, something will just happen. One day. Let me just keep going to church. One day, something from nowhere, someone from space. And to some extent, I blame us the pastors. To some extent, I do. I do. Because, and we are, we are not actually wrong too. Because to say that something will happen, I'm right. But not really. Because sometimes when we give those words, it does happen for somebody. So it's actually proof positive that when we climb the pulpit, God put a word in our mouth for someone. Because if I don't speak it, the person doesn't have it. So God put a word in my mouth for someone. Now, let me tell you what God did to me. When I got to church, when I give offering, when people share out of a testimony, when I give an offering, something happened, something I never got those testimonies. I never got those things. Like, I'll give it and go home and nothing will happen. We will move on with life. I gave my tithes. No, nothing. And the day I don't give it to my life will be tight. But if I give it to God, does not do any show. But God was teaching me something. Sometimes you should be happy that you gave and nothing came. It means you are in a class. You are in a class. God is, God is, is your course is different. You are doing different kind of class. Your course is different. And, and later on in my life, I realized why God did that. Take for example, take for example, magic Christianity. Magic Christianity. Some people have come to see me before, all right? Maybe you are here, but don't worry. We are learning. You know, I have a problem with people. Sometimes one lady told me, she said, please, um, I'm coming to share this thing with you. Don't tell anybody. I said, I'm not going to tell anybody, all right? That's okay. But she shared something. I'm like, oh, this one, I can use it to explain something to some people. I won't mention your name. She said, oh, no, no, no. I said, okay. Since you don't want me to, just tell me you don't want me to. But if you don't mind, Tell me, because sometimes people can learn from your mistake. But no, they are not interested. There's so much you learn from their mistake. Me, I don't make any mistake. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, I was I was about to use something as an example. So someone came to see me that um, her results were not good, and that I should pray. Ah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I know someone. If you, if you are planning to come and see me after the call result, I'm answering you now. 
Look, look, we have had testimonies in this church about change results, many, all right? But I never share. Have you ever seen me share them? Because see, I know that if I share them, I am giving you a picture of God that is not true. You probably did one or two things, or in church, that notion of God moved, and God decided to move in that direction for you. I'm not supposed to, I'm not about to make it a principle. Once I share it, I'm making it a principle. I'm going to tell everybody, go and be lazy, and at the end of the day, go and pray. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Go. <laughs> so the lady came, said, my result was good. I said, go and rewrite. She was shocked. Ah, Pastor Enoch. The powerful Pastor Enoch. Just pray with me. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Magic. You are in school, study. You see, it's the same thing we come to church to do. We come to church not to know God, but for miracle. The same thing we go to school. We don't go to school to learn. We go to get grades. So I say, oh, pastor is shaking my table. Shaking my table. I'm not shaking your table. I'm telling you to change. Because now it has become a normal thing. After you shake your table, you go and lie down on the table again. <laughs> same thing. Some of the courses I did in school that I, I realized I had to rush work because I didn't have time. I went back to read them again. So I'm a learned person. There's no topic we bring that I cannot say anything about. I might not know everything, but I can say something. And if you say something I don't know, I'll quickly go and read. When I, when you come, hey, yes, the thing we're saying, yes. Yeah. I never want to be ignorant. But for, for you, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Okay? Matthew 13. You like the service? Yeah. You like it, right? Magic must live, all right? <laughs> God, do something. Do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh, Lord. Meanwhile, he said, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That means the day your mind is renewed, you will be transformed. Something new will happen in your life. The day you renew your mind with the word of God, something new happens in your life. But no, you just magic. I don't blame the African Christianity. They came from a background of fetish this one so it must just change like that hmm the same day when jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore now jesus was preaching a very powerful message he stood in the ship and everybody was on the shore verse 3 and he spake many things unto them in parables saying behold a sower went forth to sow now hold on the book of Matthew, all right, Matthew chapter 13, encapsulizes what the word of God says concerning the kingdom of God. In Mark, he said, the kingdom of God is like unto. Because when you leave a sower went forth to sow, the next parable, because Jesus actually told seven parables here in Matthew chapter 13. The first one is this one. The other ones, he wrote, the kingdom of God is like unto. The kingdom of God is like unto. But this first one, he did not say the kingdom of God is like unto. I'll tell you the reason another time. All right? But it's part of the parables that he was giving to explain the kingdom of God. The parables he was giving to explain the kingdom of God. The first one, he said, a sower went forth to sow. Not somebody was sitting in his house and God brought him something. No reasoning like that. No reasoning like that. A sower went forth to sow. Oh my God. Go ahead, verse 4. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and first came. Now, he said, a sower went forth to sow. A sower went forth to sow. That means, this is how the kingdom of God works. This is how Christianity works. You must put in something before you expect something out. Now, I'm not talking about money. 
Because even when he said, I saw went for the soul, and he explained it, he said, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. So, the question is, you know, sometimes people are just expecting something to happen. The question is, what has been sown in your heart? Because when he was explaining the, the good ground, he said, the good ground that was the heart of the men. The ground on which it was sown was the heart of the men. Was the heart of the men. The good ground was the heart of the men. That means what is getting into your heart, it is garbage in, garbage out. It is always input and output. That's how it works with God. What are you putting into your heart? Ladies and gentlemen, no matter how hard the soil is, if you put the seed in the ground, it will find its way out. But no, Sunday you listen to Pastor Enoch. On Tuesday, Pastor Rick Ross. You don't realize that a sower went forth to sow. So, the word of God germinating in your heart. You are are quiet. You are looking at me. You don't realize that when it says a sower went forth to sow. It means the sower went deliberately to sow. You sow the word of God in your heart deliberately. You take time to study the word of God deliberately. Knowing that it's going to produce any fruit in your life if you give it the attention. But a lot of Christians chance on the scriptures. They chance, they, Lord, as I open, talk to me. Hmm. They chance on scriptures. De- what are you doing deliberately about it? Deliberately about it. Deliberately about it. Christians don't think value. They, they don't think value. I said something when I'm uh, doing fire for your future, not fire conference, fire for your future. I said, look, your father's pilot's Certificate, he cannot give it to you as inheritance because that is added value. You have to go and add your value to yourself. If you try to fly plane with his certificate, you'll be arrested and you are not coming out because they'll arrest you for psychopathic. <laughs> American Christianity first, sentiments. Now, everybody is sentimental about everything today in today's world. Everybody's sentimental about everything, is there, and you don't know how somebody is feeling. Come on, can you shut up? Everything is about how somebody is feeling. No objectives. Everything is about how somebody is feeling. Very soon, <laughs> very soon, you know the, the, the rubbish that will happen in this world because of how somebody is somebody's feeling. You wake up, you walk, somebody is asking you to walk. Like, <laughs> we, are, we are getting there. We are getting there. Everything is about how somebody is feeling now. It cannot all be sentimental. There are things that are objective. And that is why, no, during, during camp, I'll talk about certain things. That is the reason why the devil is trying everything possible to discredit the word of God and take the Bible out. Because the Bible is one of the books that poses objectives and says that this is correct, this is wrong. And because people's sentiments are affected by the... They they have to discredit the Bible so that there's no book that is putting out objectives. But you can never take objectives out of life. That's why we have constitution. Constitution is a book of objectives. It tells you that if you take some of these things, you have stolen and you are going to be in prison. But if God says, God is not correct. The American Christianity is the sentimental Christianity. And I, 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 dare say, I dare say that sometimes, a lot of the time, God is touched by how you are feeling, but he's not moved. Because the Bible only says that he moves <laughs> if faith is involved. He moves as his word. But he's touched by the feelings of your infirmities. So, yes, you are suffering. Oh, my daughter. I like you. You are suffering. Sorry, 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 sorry. You are suffering. Sorry. They killed James with a sword. He felt the pain. Yes, feelings came inside. God said, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Come, come to heaven. Come, come. Peter arrested. Oh, God, D.I. again. 
Then the church began to make prayer without, without ceasing. That, that means the church didn't put time on the prayer. Prayers were going on, prayer chains were going on, different prayer. To the extent that the, the day, when you read further, the day Peter was released, they still didn't believe. They were still praying. <laughs> they were still praying. The day Peter was released, and they saw, so now, nah, no, they said maybe it's Peter's angel. Yeah. They, they were still praying. The, the church learned a big lesson with the death of James. They learned a big lesson. They didn't have to learn it that way. They could have learned it from Luke 18. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. They could have learned it from what Jesus Christ taught. But they didn't learn it. So Jesus Christ said, okay. It will cost the death of James for you to understand what I said and looked at. A sower went forth to sow. A sower went forth to sow. You are God's people. So the first thing you approached anything with, if it is the year you are coming into, the first thing you approach, you approach it spiritually. So we are, we are now coming to the 10 things you have written. You have, you have written over there. You're going to approach it first of all spiritually because you are God's people. And that means you have an added advantage. The Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. You know, so that you are first of all going to uh, take into consideration your spirituality. Because there are forces that fight the finances of God's people. Once you declare yourself God's person, there are forces that fight the finances. There are forces because every victory of yours is God's victory. So the devil would like to discredit God. See how happy Christians are when a, to, a, a, a top CEO of a company is a Christian. It's so nice. One time I went to do something. And the toppest person over there was from a certain religion. I don't want to mention anymore. Religion. I'm not, it's the religion, the name started, no, I won't mention it. It's a certain religion in this country. All the people in top positions, he made sure that they are all from that religion. <laughs> so everywhere you pass, they are all over the place. Yeah, you can't blame him. The thing that you bring, thing is you bring who you think you can work with. That is what it means. So, no, he should be objective and pray. You won't do it. You, yourself, you won't do it. So, when also in a, in a very big place, there's a big Christian over there, he also tries to make sure that he puts the people he thinks will agree to early morning prayer. Is he? You get what I mean? Yeah, early morning prayer, morning devotion, something, something is happening in the church, in the, in the company. Your company like this, they do prayers, right? They pray. Do you think if your boss doesn't pray like you will pray? Who pray? I mean, like for example, Zenith Bank, the, the head of Zenith Bank, all right, is a strong member at, in Pastor Bill's church. That's the, the top, top manager of Zenith Bank in Ghana. Anything Zenith Bank in Ghana is right? You understand? So every month he calls for all night with the staff. You, you can't say you won't go. You see, you, you love Christ. Otherwise, your pay will not come. You see, you love Christ. And from time to time, he invites pastor to go there to go and pray for them, you know? So, you see, it's a good victory. So, the devil would like to take away some of those things away. Because God's, um, God's people's victory is God's victory. So, you first of all, approach everything you want to do spiritually. At this time of the year, December, I'll tell you a secret. It's not time for chilling. It is actually time for a sower went forth to sow. You are supposed to be making input into the year. This is one of my secrets. I don't wait till the year comes. 
and make input into the year before the year comes. So, look at all the things you have written. Take, for example, you want to start a new company. Now, that means I'm supposed to carve out time this December to do two things. Either inquire from God whether I should do this business or I'm supposed to start praying into it. That's the spiritual part. So, it's not you are leaving it, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer, everything. You are just leaving it. Then you have just written it. Expecting God to do what? Magic. I should have put it down. So now go through, now create another column in your writing material. Now in the column you create in your writing material, you put these three columns. You put it, do a table, spiritual, mental, physical. So the things you want to do, let me take for example, let me see your 10 things you've written. I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example. All right, you wrote, you wrote six. Okay, interesting, very beautiful things you've written. Next time, put God's own first, all right? Don't start with yours. Yeah. Of course, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. As much as now, that is, I'll be honest. So, you know, don't seek this one first. All right. But I love it. I love what you've written. Okay, so I, I like number two. You want a powerful workplace after school. Okay. Let's say, for example, you were starting a company. Now, that means you're supposed to start in the spiritual column of number one. It is either I'm making an inquiry or I'm in praying. Once it is approved by God that you can go ahead and do it, because there's no point doing what God says. Is, is, no, there's no point. You, you, you waste your time. <laughs> if you come to me to pray, I'll pray God once. I, that's the, the, the painful part. I can say, be blessed, and God say, hmm. You can't. Bible says, who is he who has said something when God has not ordained it? I'm not God. Alright? So you, either you are making an inquiry. So you set out time to pray. If you say, okay, every evening I'm going to be doing one hour prayer concerning this one. As I pray, as I pray, as I pray. God will talk to you. You are a child of God. God will talk to you. Those people say, hey, I pray, I don't hear anything from God. It's not true. You are lying. You hear, you just don't like the way God is talking to you. You have chosen that God should say it through dream. You have selected, like how I selected many years ago, I said, I want to see Jesus. Jesus too has not said he wants to show himself to me. <laughs> are you seeing me? I said, I want to see Jesus. It's like, human beings are so demanding, unnecessarily demanding. Jesus, I want to see you. The same way we have been doing to, hey boy, I want to see you tomorrow. And say, hey girl, I want to see you. The same thing we have said, Jesus, Jesus, as I'm coming to pray, so I prayed 10 hours, it didn't show up. It didn't mean blow air. I didn't see nothing. As I was praying, one hour, two hours, three hours, four I said, Jesus, you show yourself to me. After eight hours, I started giving up. I prayed, prayed after ten hours. I felt the power of God all though. But no show. No show. I went to lie down. I was disappointed and he didn't care. Because he never told me that he wants to show himself. Do you understand? So why? You see, your assumptions about God is your problem. You are forcing him to say what he has not said. If you ask him, say, I never said I'm coming anywhere. But Jesus, I prayed. I never said. No, imagine you sitting down. Someone comes to you and says, oh, Give me money to pay my fees. And the person's not begging, said, Give me now. Ah. I've never said. I'll take you to the police station. You are not. 
said, I'm giving you money to pay your fees. No binding documents. No binding documents. Jesus Christ said, Lo, I shall be with you always, even to the end of age. He never said, Lo, I shall be appearing from time to time. Never promise anybody anything like that. So if you are looking for whether he's there, yes, he's there. Whether he should show himself, he never said so. Okay, but my, my cousin said he saw Jesus. That is between him and God. Nine years after, I was reading a book in my room. The Lord Jesus walked into my room. Nine years after, after he lied. He said, I'm ready. Pampana. Walk into my room. It was such a short visit. <laughs> short visitation. I don't like talking about it because usually after I say it, people too go and which book did you read that he came? Okay, they also take a book and they read. I've said I've even told people the book I read. They've gone to read it. No, they didn't say anything. Because <laughs> he never promised anything like that. I was reading the book. The, the title of the book, let me tell you, you can't remember it. You must see anything. The title of the book is What Happened from the Cross to the, uh, to the Throne. As I was reading the book, 2017, I was reading the book. I was lying down in bed. No, not bed, small mattress. With my laptop and my phone, my techno phone. I put my head on the wall. He walked in. Few words to me. Very few words. So everything I'm doing for God now, I knew it that day. He told me. Even though I had done so many things for God before, but he told me that we are coming to another one. Something's about to happen in the nation of Ghana and beyond. He came at the time he liked. The first time that I was harassing him, nothing by prayer, nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. He said, no, my son, you cannot force me to do anything. Binding documents. That's how some people have been expecting somebody to marry them that the person never says. <laughs> remove my mouth from, my, from this matter. I said, I have removed my hand from this issue. Men are scum power. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's not about you, it's about me. It's about you, say. <laughs> I need to find myself. Why are you missing me? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So back to serious. So I went for to so. So I just gave you an example. You look at it. Next year, let me look at yours. Let me see how I can help you too. Okay. Right, so you, right, to be a major financier of the gospel. So you're going to, there's nothing wrong with God exceeding your, your targets. So you're going to put something, or what did you give this year? You're going to multiply it by, you know, these are things you pray about first. Then, let, let me give you for example. Let me use Sarah for an example. Last year you gave $5,000. Last year. Eh, eh, okay. So, what you gave last year, you prayed about it. I told you to go and pray about it. You prayed and you fasted, and the Lord told you, 
how much to give. And he said, and he will, and he will add what to do with it as you prayed about it last year. So this year, from the beginning of the year, things were a little slow for you. So things were not moving the way they were supposed to go. All right, no, just sit down, sit down. All right. Yeah, so you said you, you prayed. So this year, things were a little slow for you. And from the beginning of the year, you hadn't given what you wanted to give. So what did I tell you to go and do? I asked you to keep on praying till you get the answer what God wants you to give. Because you see, that's the thing about God. What he says carries the ability with it. If, at the time he told you, you might not have anything, but it will come with it. You, you catch it. So that is more effective than saying, I want to do this for God. Are you getting it? So prayers of inquiry and revelation are too important. I do that every year. I do that every year. I, okay, God, this year, where are we moving to? Where are we moving to? I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. As either a scripture or a figure will come. And I think when we're having camp, that's when the answer came. When we're having camp. After camp. After camp, then the answer came. Yes. Then you told me. And at this time, which month were we in? In August. We're already in August. When did you give the money? October. So August, September. Is there another month inside? No, yeah. August, September, October. What took her all the full year last year to do? She did it in two months because God says so. So December is not a time to joke. It's a time that your personal praying, your personal praying, not church pray. Church will pray. I'm, I'm going to call for a 24-hour prayer, the whole church. I'm going to call for a 24-hour prayer. I'll tell you when it is. All right? I'm going to call for a 24-hour prayer. If you go to work, you're closed, you can come, pray your own, go back home, come in, you are free, you want to stay throughout the night. Prayer, we cannot do without prayer. That is where all our ability comes from. Okay? So that's why we cannot do that. I'm going to call for 24-hour prayer. But aside the church prayer, your personal praying, your personal prayer, I'm not telling you go and pray 10 hours tomorrow night. You can do one hour every evening. The consistency is more important. Long praying is good, but your consistency, pray, pray. Lord, when you start, Lord, I'm praying about 2021. Then you start praying. If the prayer is hard, it means the year will be hard. So you need to break through in the prayer, the year will break through. So you put a figure there after praying. Okay, so that means you put this in your pecking order. You know that this is something you want to do next year. That means you have to go and start praying about it. So what you do in the mental side and the physical side has not yet come. So you have to leave those places blank. Because it's when you are doing the, 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 the spiritual side that God will now tell you what to do in the mental side. And the physical side, God can tell you there are some people, God will tell them, reduce expenditure. There was a time in 2013, I wanted to give a certain amount to God. God told me, stop picking taxi. At that time, there was no Uber. God told me, stop picking taxi. I started picking trotro. Very uncomfortable, but it helped me. So God was trying to tell me, you have the money. God hears our prayer. I just wish Christians understood how to work with God. And stop the magic. It was so simple that God said, just stop picking taxi. And I realized I was able to gather the money. And I gave it, I was so happy. And I moved to another level in my finances. But some people were just waiting for magic. As they have come to church, they are, they are waiting for a phone call that will change their life. Okay? Number three. You have to pray. Understand? Prayer. This is the one I say everything by prayer, and I told that prayer. 
This one too. You know this one. Prayer. Okay, this one looks like you already have the idea. Did it come in the place of prayer? Go and verify. If it came in the place of prayer, good. Then, with this one, like for example, she says she's going to establish a business, all right? So, I can't tell you the business, but it's a personal, this one. So, so now, in the spiritual side, if you have sorted this one in prayer, you need to move to the mental. What's the mental? How much do you know about the business? What do you know about it? You say everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. But you don't know much about it. Bible says the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. <laughs> hand of the born again diligent, unborn again diligent shall bear rule. Read. 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 Aside reading the Bible, read about where you are going. Read about where you are going. It's such, it's such, it's such, a, it's such a painful thing. That's it. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful, the lazy, shall be under tribute. That means if you are slothful, you are lazy. You are. Let me tell you, even if you work on a company, start your own thing by the side. I'll tell the story of a woman. She was a chartered accountant, making a lot of money. Then pastor told her one day, he said, still start something by the side. She just started a supermarket selling provisions. Two years later, she lost her job. But she didn't stop giving because something was working. The hand of the diligent shall bear you. How much do you know? You see, how much do you know about the business you want to start? How much do you know about it? Very, very important question. What do you know about it? Oh, or you think, or you think I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor who, who just arrive in the morning and I come and I start preaching. <laughs> I'll go back to the village soon if I do that. Ministry is not preaching. What I'm doing now is just 5%. There are things that happen in background. Don't let this suit deceive you. I wear suit once every week. I, <laughs> you think I'm wearing suit? Some of you are thinking I'm wearing my house, I'm wearing suit. <laughs> the hand of the diligence are better. You don't have friends. Some of you, you don't have friends that you can discuss any sensible thing with. Let me tell you, the easiest way to go to the top is to find people at the top. It's the easiest way. Some of you need to change your friends. That's all you need to, 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 to make it in life. I'm just telling you, simple. Some of you just need to change your friends. You will make it. But your friends are fools like you. Yeah. Yeah. You meet, it's only girls you are talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing progressive. Ah, I thank God. This is one of the ways I, 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 I became who I am today. One of the ways is the people who are around me, they are always, let's go and pray. Let's go and read. Let's go and pray. Let's go and win souls. Let's go. That's all we're doing. And at a point in time, when I realized I need to go further than them, I also now went to look for friends who are ahead of me. People that when they start talking, I go and look for my Bible. Do you understand? People say, Pastor Enoch knows Bible, Pastor Enoch knows Bible. There are people too, when I sit with, I don't talk. Even though if you give me an opportunity to talk to, they also see Pepe, but yeah. Yeah. But there are people, yeah. But me, I like to keep quiet when I'm around people who I also deem as they know. I like to keep quiet because they will talk, I'll collect more, I'll know. By the time I leave there, I know what I know, I know what they know too. Yeah. Yeah. There are people I go and sit with, and I finish talking, the next thing is, I go to their library, I pick some of their books, I go. You don't, if you are here, you, you don't have a library. <laughs> Ooh. You don't have a library. But everything is by prayer, nothing without prayer. Okay. I don't know why people find it so difficult to cut off friends. I don't, it's so, I, I don't know. Meanwhile, you people don't do anything. It's so difficult for some people. Like, but she's my friend. She's my friend. My best friend. I, for me, I don't have best friend. 
I don't have best friend, no. I have seasonal friends. In this season of my life, you are necessary. Call me an opportunity, that's your business. But if you are necessary in this season of my life, you are my friend. We move. If I get to another season, I will move. I have enough friends, I have siblings. Bestie, bestie. That's the mental side. You know, because it's sad. I got to work with a very rich Christian woman. She told me, she said, it's so difficult to hire Christians. It's the magic mentality. Don't go to work. They don't become the best in the work. They are always praying and waiting for the Lord. For the favor of the Lord. Come on now. They are always waiting for the favor of the Lord. Pastor Chris always says, do more than you are hired for in your company. It's the value added. It's not the money. <laughs> it's the value added. The value added. <laughs> I heard a story of a young lady who, at her workplace, she wants to stop the work. Why? Because they give her more work than they pay her. And you just started. In fact, looking at your qualifications, you shouldn't be there. So they're giving you more work. Do it. Add more value. Add more value. You're not ready for this conversation. Yeah, they're not ready for this conversation. But when pastor says, you'll receive money, you'll say, amen, from where? I'm shocked. Now, if I say you still receive it, don't worry. It will pack in the future waiting for you to add value. When you are to pack, it will definitely. My words don't fall to the ground. So that one day, when I say receive it. But think, a sower went forth to sow. Think like that. A sower went forth to sow. I put in this, so I'm expecting that. I lost something. Chelsea told me something. Some, one day, we were having a conversation. She told her, she said, those times, when I used to prophesy miracle money at Holiday Inn, she was thinking... Miracle money. But I've not done anything to deserve the money. Why should it come? You see, some people are not thinking like that. They're thinking, miracle money, yes! <laughs> you know, but somebody else is thinking, but how can I receive something that I have not done anything for? She's thinking input output. Someone like that can have a consistent flow with God. You finish faith convention, fire conference. Water baptism. <laughs> you finished it. You were sitting at home. That what? Someone just come and give you a job in your house. You didn't write CV. You didn't write proposal. You don't even know how to write proposal. Your proposal is DSM, madam. <laughs> Please have mercy upon me. <laughs> are you wondering if you're in church? You're in church. Because you are taking magic. If it is your faith you want to build, you have to take time and build your faith. When I wanted to work on, on my, my, you know, in the area of my health, I wanted to share this testimony during Thanksgiving, but I'll, I'll just share it now. In the area of my health, I just noticed that my faith was working every other side. But when it comes to my health, I was always lose guard. Small thing and something happened. Ah! But... I cannot come and tell church, hello, pray, please pray for me, I'm sick. <laughs> I've destroyed your faith. <laughs> you know? There are some churches, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are some churches, the pastor is sick, so he couldn't come and preach that Sunday. And what is the reason for this? So I was, I was working on this thing. You know what? I just decided, I, I, I told some of you the testimony, I just told myself, I said, no, this thing, I need to clamp it down once and for all. So I took messages on healing and health. I took it. 
I sat down with it. They, they work this thing, oh, they work it. God is working. He's up to something. You are joking. He's not up to anything. Christianity only works when it is worked. Write it. It only works when it is worked. A sower went forth to sow. He went forth. Oh, he didn't sit in his house. So I went forth. So I needed. I need to clamp this thing down. So I started taking messages on healing and health. Started taking them, taking them. I just knew that the, the the reality just has to come up. You know, I just have to see the reality. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's a spiritual scene. I just have to see the reality. A scripture has to come out. I have to grasp this thing with my heart. I have to grasp it. It's not knowledge. Because the mental knowledge, I know all the scriptures about healing and health. But I know that. I don't know it because it is not, it's not my experience. Because in the kingdom, I told you, I said, you don't know what, we don't know what you know by what you have read. We know what you know by what you can do. So I knew that. I knew this thing in my head. I can preach it. Now, even if you're a preacher, you are even in more serious trouble. Because you always think you know. Many preachers do not live, like for example, a lot of people preach prosperity, they are not prosperous. So they have to preach certain things and collect people's money. No, I knew from a long time that I'm responsible for my own prosperity. <laughs> I'm responsible for my own prosperity. So every time I make sure that I don't joke with my tithing, I don't joke with my giving, I don't joke with my proclamation of the word of God. I don't joke with those things. And I don't joke with the, the, the strategies God gives me, start this thing. Start that thing. Do this thing. Do that thing. One time I was just lying down. God said, get into agriculture. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are thinking that I'm in my house. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> but I cannot, depend, I cannot depend on... Because I don't take a salary as a, as a pastor. I don't, as a, as a, I don't take a salary as a pastor. None of the offerings and tithes comes to me. So you think... You see, you, are, you think that I was eating the top of You see, see your problem. Yeah. So... I cannot depend on church. Some persons are dependent on their church people and they are always bitter. They always come to church. You people are not giving. You people, have you ever heard me say that before? If you like give, you like don't give. I'm here to preach. If you like tight, if you like don't tight, it's your tight. <laughs> me too, I give my tight. I, I, do I give my tight? I give my tight and my tight is not small money. Yeah. And now I've even started something. Well, I can't tell you that one here. You can give tithe more than 10%. God will collect it. Yeah. Yeah. so I went forward. Think input. Think input. Think input. Think input. Next year, I want to have flat tummy, but you are eating by 11 p.m. <laughs> if you say you are not part of the flat tummy, no problem. That's a different ball game altogether. But once you say that, next year, next year, and you lay your hands, why? <laughs> the, the, the power of God's word, bend them. <laughs> next year, next year, umehumia ferry, umehumia, go and register at a dream. <laughs> and start going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are going. Me, I told you, I said, me, I started going to gym. The only reason why I stopped was because my fasting was too much. Because I fasted a lot. This year, I fasted a lot. So, fasting and gyming doesn't go. So, I just decided I gave up on going to gym. But some of you, 
You see, you are planning to be, you know, an advert model, something. You want to be doing some advert. You want, when you, when you do the advert, you come out very nice. You have nice, there's nothing wrong with exercising. Because if your body is weak, even God cannot work through you. Yeah, it's true. If your body is weak, so exercise is part of the things that you, you need to do. Next year, fit farm. Eat more vegetables. I said, no, 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 no. The Lord has set a table before me. Every day, every day, every day, domedo, every, every. Fit farm. No, no, the life of God is in me, but you are eating foolishly. The, the life of God is in me. The life of God. Oh, I don't get sick. I don't get sick. Then one day, you eat something and boil as down catch you. You're walking like this. Then everybody thinks that, well, you are lifting your only hands unto the Lord, but meanwhile, this world. Listen. And now you know we call you pastor. Pastor, please, I'm not feeling well. Meanwhile, there's something I was taught recently. That even when you sleep with your phone around you, there are radiations. By you. Even in your sleep, you are, I, I wonder how people take snap when they are asleep. <laughs> Who took the picture? Tell us, tell us, tell us today. Who took the video? Who t- we want to know. That's true. Who took? Tell us who. Who took the video? You were sleeping, but who took the video? <laughs> no, but every time your phones are around you and small sleep, clink, 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 radiations, radiations. Twenty twenty one. You are going into the year differently, and think it's input and output, not everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Oh God, I, don't, I wonder sometimes. You know, so people just come, Pastor. I want you to pray with me about this. I want you to pray. The question I'm not asking is. What I'm going through, is it a question of, you know, after five conference, you know, I had back-to-back meetings from Lagos, back-to-back, I was preaching, I preached two days in Lagos, I went for that meeting, back-to-back meetings, you know, so right after five conference, because it was back-to-back, once I got down from Lagos, I went to the mountains to go and pray, after mountains, I came to five conference, after, you know, and preaching is not, it's not, it's not easy, if you don't know. And ministry, by the time I finish, it's like somebody has drawn, drained you out of something out of you. When I finished, all right, I had to go and do a checkup. When they checked me, they said, There's nothing wrong with you, but you need to sleep. That's all. You need to sleep. So they knocked me off. And they said, You need to drink more water. I said, Okay, Sunday, I'll tell my church, everybody, anytime to walk, start drinking. <laughs> Because you need to be strong. See. Next year is going to be a glorious year for you. You know, you're going to make inputs from now. You can start a one-hour prayer every night into the coming year. The things you want to do for the Lord. And a lot of the time, I start with inquiry prayers. When I pray, Lord, what are you telling me concerning the year? What am I supposed to be focusing on? I was supposed to be focusing on. As I pray, the Lord is telling me that next year we'll take over Ghana. Oh. The Lord has been telling me, next year, shall I increase your influence. I increase your greatness. That shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. He sends me, he gives me words, comforting words, words about the year, like he did in 2019, about 2020. So when people were crying, I was not crying. I was working in the words of prophecy. So this year, you do it again. Don't waste December. Start a prayer. Start praying. Start praying about the things you want to see next year. You want to be a financial, you know, uh, uh, giant next year. 
No money for you to try your noon. You it's money for you to give for the gospel. You want to do that? You start talking to the Lord about it. So, Lord, in 2021, I want to do greater than I did before. So, you start praying about it. You start speaking into it. You start speaking into it. You start to dedicate this December to God. And make sure you are at camp. Make sure you are at camp. Because during camp, we take time to pray. And the Lord begins to guide us in the coming year. You see? Don't let 2021 come to you as a surprise. Not, not everything must surprise you. Things just happen. Things just happen to you. Things just happen to you. And sometimes God has to take, you know, give you some small miracle. Say, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is good. God is good. But as sower went forth to sow. If you're going to see things in the coming year, you're going to make inputs. You're going to make inputs. Spiritual inputs. Mental inputs. You see? Mental inputs. Mental inputs. I'd like to say this before I end. Never forget the Bible. Never forget the Bible. That book has transformed people's lives. Have time for the Bible in the coming year. Have time for the Bible. Study the Bible. The Bible is more than mere words. The Bible contains the lives of people. It contains the Spirit and the very words of God that have transformed people's lives. I like that song. Ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. And we have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient, ancient words long preserved for our walk in this world with open all right oh let the ancient words things you've written down, you're going to exceed them. And let me tell you something. I'm speaking to you as your prophet, alright? Some of you, there are things you've not written that God will add in the year. I saw that this year. There are things I never planned to do. There are things I planned for. But God had planned for them. And they were able to come to fruition because I prayed. You know, there's a, a very important prayer I pray. And I know most of you have noticed it. I pray the will of God. I take time to pray the will of God. Leaving my mind blank, I just pray. And I'm speaking in tongues. Father, I pray the will of God. I'm praying the will of God. And I begin to pray in tongues. And that, praying the will of God, you pray that for long. You pray in tongues for long. You pray in tongues for long. Jesus did it. At the time, he didn't want to die. 
He said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. He didn't want to die. He wanted to pass this thing on. But as he kept praying the will of God, he was strengthened to do the will of God. By the third hour, so at least three hours, by the third hour, I said, Ah, at this point, not my will, but thy will be done. So he prayed the will of God. The Bible talks about Epaphras. He said, who, who prays for you, labored fervently in prayer for you. He said that you may stand perfectly complete beyond the will of God. That means you can pray so that you can stand in the will of God. So this year, I just found myself walking into the will of God. I just found myself walking into the will of God. I know the meetings to have. I know the, the services to have. I just knew. Sometimes I'll just be lying down and boom, the Lord will speak to me. Do this. Do that. I never thought of it at the beginning of the year. It was not part of my plans. But the Lord told me. And after I do it, I see. I'm like, wow. I never planned to have three nights of faith and power. But as I was lying in my house, I was in a conversation. It, was, it, it got so strong on me. I came to have it. The testimonies from that meeting. How it transformed people's lives. So, you know, as a Christian, nothing supposed to be mystical. Take time to pray in this December. Take time to pray. Take time to pray. Take time to pray. If you think you can't do it alone, get people. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a long prayer. Start with one hour praying. 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 Every night. Say, Father, you, you can write... So that you can it will help you focus. You write 2021, you write it down, and you kneel down beside it. You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. What should you say? No, just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. And be spiritually intelligent. Pay attention to what is happening inside you. Pay attention to what is happening inside you. When you find it very difficult, you find it very difficult, it means the year is going to be difficult for you. So that means you need to press more in prayer. You press more in prayer until it breaks forth. I've done this for many years. As I'm entering into a year, there was one particular year. The year was very bumpy for me. And I knew it by the prayer I prayed before the year started. Ah, the prayer was so difficult. It was so difficult. So I knew the year I was getting into. I knew that this is going to be a very bumpy year for me. But you see, the prayer does something. Helps you escape it all. Help you escape it all. Some of them, you go through them, but you'll still be standing. People go through things they don't survive. You will not die next year. The hand of God will be strong on you next year. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As you go out to do the things that the Lord has commanded you to do, you will find yourself that ability is everywhere. The grace of God is everywhere. And you find yourself doing the things that the Lord wants you to do. And the will of God in your life will be established. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that you set your heart to do will prosper. Let Psalm 1 verse 3 be one of the, the scriptures that you keep in your heart. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters whose leaves do not wither but whatsoever you do it shall prosper that means in the year 2021 everything you do will prosper everything you lay your hand to do will prosper everything you set your heart to do will prosper and you will not know when things are wrong around you because the lord himself will cause you to walk in the right path the lord himself will cause you to take the right decisions the lord himself will cause you he will lift your feet and make your feet like hate feet and you'll find yourself doing the will of god at every point in time you will not find yourself in the wrong place. You don't find yourself with the wrong people. And the wrong people are living your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of them, the Lord is empowering you to leave them. There are certain relationships God is breaking off in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because they are holding you back from where you are supposed to be. And the Spirit of God himself is hovering around you and your family. Next year, we are going to see a lot of broken holes coming back.
And you know, amazingly, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing certain people here getting married next year. See certain people getting married next year. Some of you, listen, some of you, it's not, it's not even in your plan. It's not even in your plan. It's not even in your plan. But it's going to happen in the name of Jesus. Now, listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, so, soon I'm going to be officiating weddings. Amen. Listen, 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 listen. I remember when we when, when were doing lockdown, Sora Manda Grade State. It was in, it was in um, somewhere around May. Kora Mantaka, I feel the anointing. Somewhere around May. And we were having one of the Instagram live sessions. Then I said, There's somebody watching me from Nigeria. And you're, you're going to marry this year. I don't remember I gave that word. The lady at that time did not even have a boyfriend. Yes. She married in September. Yes. Yes. So she tells, she tells all her friends. She said, I don't joke with what Pastor Enoch tells me. I don't joke with the words of prophecy he gives. Yes. 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 The same word of prophecy that came through for somebody is coming through for many other people in Jesus' name. There, there are some of you here you're going to find yourself into business partnership deals with certain people that you never thought it was going to be possible. Because the person is going to be way up there, but you think you are so small. But you're going to get into that partnership and it's going to lead you into many glorious things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit.